Okay, guys, we're going to come around the word and just... Um, so who loved... Camp was so good, hey? This is not my stuff. <laughs> on, everyone. What I want to happen tonight, it's not my words that are important, it's what, got, what you're going to catch from the heart of the Father. God so loves us. And if this doesn't impact you, then I haven't done what he's asked me to do. And this is all by grace. The whole thing. I've been chewing over this all day, and um, it's got to be God. I just want everyone to say, I'm all in. I'm all yours. That's our life, hey. It's either all in or not at all. Sarah, I forgot to call you up. <laughs> Stay with hope. Hope carries a great reward. The things that are in your heart that you are crying to the Father for, He hears. And he has the answers and he is coming to your aid. He is coming with the solutions. Just don't lose hope. It's going to be okay. Because God's good all the time. I declare the goodness of God all over you and all over your home. Over Steve, over the kids over everything in Jesus name God's so good so I want to declare what I see right now over this community our words create because we've actually been made in the image of the creator so every time we speak we are creating our future. Close your eyes and agree with me. I see a healthy church family. That's oh, cool. It's even better. You're saying it. <laughs> I see sons and daughters that know who they are and whose they are. And that they are loved by God all the time. All the time. All the time. That's us. I see sons and daughters with a spirit of revelation forming Christ in them. I see sons and daughters walking in a revelation and manifestation of the goodness of God that brings change everywhere they go. I see a generation, a generous family that gives in every opportunity. I see a prosperous family 
<laughs> that walks in the fullness of our inheritance. I see sons and daughters that know their God given purpose who do not waver in the tough seasons. I see a resilient family and, and army prepared to be the gospel in Darwin and beyond. For as he is, so are we in this world. You are loved. You are loved. That's the end of the story. <laughs> the rest of our lives is the bonus round. This is not for you. You can say it. But <laughs> it's so good when Sylvia's in the room, hey. Wow. We've got to learn to live by loved. An awesome teaching I heard, I think it was Joseph Prince or someone, um, the difference between Peter and John. This is not my message, but Peter was always telling Jesus how much he loved him. John was always telling us how much Jesus loved him. So one was living to love, the other one was living from love. If we want to change this city, we've got to live from loved. We've got to know that we know that we know that the Father loves us. It's not about how much we love him, it's about how much he loves us. Because we can't love unless we've first been loved. In, in the book of Revelations, it's, it's awesome where it talks about Jesus is talking, or the spirit of, of Jesus is talking to the seven churches, and he talks to the church of Ephesus, and he says, man, you guys are incredible. You've done everything above and beyond, but this one thing I can't get over, that you've lost your first love. And then when you look at 1 John 4 verse 19, it says, we love him because he first loved us. And I thought, wow, is that the first love Jesus was talking to the church about? Maybe. That's what the first love looks like. The first love is that we were loved first. It's so simple, but it changes the way we view things. So I want you to turn to your Bibles. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Jesus, have your way with us. We're all in. We don't want to go forward unless you're taking us. So 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. I'm getting into all of the, uh, the epistles with Paul writing to the, to the early churches. Man, he's, he's uh, pretty fiery at times with some of the boys <laughs> or some of the churches. Cracking them into line. There's a really good scripture I want to read, but I'm going far out. This is pretty intense. It's pretty intense. 2, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 7 through to um, 18. It sort of gives a bit of a crack of the whip. But there's a good spirit in, in the fact that he's going, hey guys, wake up. I want you to, I want you to, 
to sort of you know be responsible for yourselves so this says here paul's saying follow my example as i follow the example of christ as we are growing as a church right now we need to start to follow examples when i was learning to fly a plane one of the important things one of the first things I was taught when, when I was up in the air was to find a reference point. Otherwise, you just wander in the sky and just completely get lost. The same when you, when you got into a circuit to um, land or take off or anything. You had to pick reference points because at times you wouldn't see the land and so you'd pick a cloud or you'd pick something in the distance that would actually be the point that you would fly to so that if there was a drifting wind, a crosswind or anything, you would continue to correct your direction towards that particular spot. And I believe as a church, as we grow fast, as God rapidly intensifies and increases our growth, preparing us for revival, we need to pick reference points in the spirit and, in, and after men and women of God that are going somewhere, like Dave and Ruth and other, and other leaders here in this church, and Paul and the people in the Bible, and pick them as reference points where we are actually going for them. So that when we don't see the ground, when things become a bit blurry, we stay on course. So Paul left the example of living loved, living with uncompromised integrity, living for others, living to give, living to lead, living to transform others, living to reach the lost, and living to see God's kingdom come and his will be done. Basically, heaven invading earth. That's pretty awesome, hey? What an example to live, to, to follow. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13. Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage and women of courage, be strong. What I'm sharing is I'm just sharing, sharing some snippets as a dad to his family. So some of it may or may not link, but the whole purpose is I'm just, sending, just dropping some things here that are important as sons and daughters in the house that really means that scripture be on, be on the alert stand firm in your faith be men of courage be strong in my words is let's never give up millennials are known for their creativity for their ingenuity they're incredible and a lot of our church is probably millennials right now but one of the downsides is that they don't stick around with things for too long or if it gets tough they move on to something else and i want to encourage us because we are going to attract more younger people is to have that stickability in god where we don't give up where we don't get bored with things where we actually push on and see things grow because that's how things grow if we plant a seed, water it and go, oh gee, that's not looking so great. I'll dig that up and put something else there. Oh, that's not doing much better. I'll dig that up and put something else there. Nothing will ever grow. So we need to stay the path, be courageous <clears throat> and go with it. Like today, all week I've been pretty, pretty crook and I don't get sick usually. And um, as Dave was sharing, I, I, he, he just said, you can look after the church for the week. And I thought, okay. That's cool. It's easy enough. Nothing's going to happen. But I felt the weight of what Dave carried for the week. And I thought, like Mark said that before and Anna's said that before, and I thought, oh, it's just all in your head. You know, it's pretty easy. But even just the fact that we're just saying, i got the bullseye on my back this week, devil. <laughs> but the thing is, what I love 
about what God's put in my life is that I've got a revelation of he's good all the time. And that floats my boat all the time. Like I had all these calls coming in, all these sales getting cancelled for no reason. Like just all of a sudden, just things were going wrong. I got sick. All sorts of stuff was going on. And some people might collapse under that. But I found in my spirit that that just simply pulled the ripcord of one of those. You know they, when they show those, those life-saving boats, you pull the ripcord and the thing just goes... Whoosh blows up and it pops up out of the water I just feel that in my spirit every time I've, I've come against some pretty random stuff where you'd probably want to give up sometimes but I've come to know that the goodness of God is bigger than that and that there is always a solution, there's always an answer of goodness that will come if we don't quit, if we don't give up and this week was one of those moments where God's told us, you know, incredible things. You know, we, we, he's paid everything in full. He's bringing, you know, business to us all the time. We, we can just step out and just be bold and keep giving. Like this year was our biggest year of giving ever um, to all these different things that we give. And I was stoked when I just got, you know, the accountant made me, you know, do all that stuff because it's tax deductible. But I was, you know, we've come out of one of the worst seasons in our life financially and, um, it's because I've had walked in the revelation of God is good all the time, which has taken me a long time to get. And Dave's been on that journey with me, getting that, watching me get that revelation to now where it's like, yeah, okay. I just sort of look at the problem and go, yeah, but God's goodness is bigger than that. I might cop a hit. I might, I might have a, a bit of a cut on my chin. But then I just brush that off and go, you're so much better than this, God. And I want to impart, like tonight as I'm speaking, I believe these words are being imparted into your spirit. I believe that I'm imparting the spirit of faith in you guys to change so that next time you face something that's going, you're not going to make it through this one. You will. You will. Because God loves you and he's good all the time. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purposes. Always. A few weeks ago, I, was, I had friends that we were, um, Lou and I have just made over the last couple of years when we go down to Yelling Up um, near Margaret River. And the last, the last time we were there, the, on the last day, we got invited to have dinner there with these, with these guys. And, and um, I'm thinking, oh, I've got to pack. I don't want to do this. And who has ever found that the moments where God wants to encounter people through us is the most inconvenient time? <laughs> I know Phil and Tully all the time. That must be your life. <laughs> um, but it's just the way it is and, and I just you know, I was busy packing and God just said stop that now go and have dinner with these guys it's important and I thank God that I listened to him because we got to have an incredible time with them prophetically as well we prayed we spoke stuff into their lives they encountered the love of the Father which they'd never seen before and I got a text about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, from his partner. So they're living in sin. It's just like it's a pretty twisted relationship. But we saw through that to what God sees them as. And I think that was what touched their lives. And because of that, they, they gave me, a, or the, the lady gave me a text, Holly gave me a text, because we were the, we were the only place that she could call in a place of crisis. How cool is that? When we display the love of the Father to a point that we are the only stop. 
And um, so we just prayed and believed and spoke life and just continued to believe for the whole week. And eventually he did pass away. Lou had a vision of him with Jesus in, in intense conversation. So I, we believe that the time they had with us prior, actually re- he, he said he was a Catholic. Um, he's a funny guy. <laughs> he was a doctor. He was a lawyer. He's been a pilot. He's been a pilot of ships. He's, and, and I was just jokingly said to our kids, you know, he, he decided to say grace because he, he'd watched us for two years and he said grace for dinner. And I just let over, to, I think to Lily, I said, I bet you he's going to be a minister of the gospel too. And sure enough, he was. He, he said he's been a minister of the gospel for the Catholic Church. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. It's like this guy was just, he lived on three hours a day. He, he died at just, what was he, 46? Yeah, 46. But he lived the life of probably three people. And we walked him through. We never gave up. You see, faith says, believe to the last breath. It doesn't say, look at the circumstance and then reevaluate. We can be cautious or we could be wise. Cautious, being cautious is being fearful. Being wise is being led by the Spirit of God. And there's a difference. I want to read, um, this, is, this is an incredible scripture too. Hebrews 12 verse 1 through to 6 in the Passion Translation. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds, each affirming faith reality. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Did you hear that? Who has had wounds from the church or from others? What's this scripture say? We must let go and move on. If you're nursing a wound, let it go right now in Jesus' name. I'm talking to you as a father. Let it go because it'll hold you back. So let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sins we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out for us. Your path has already been marked out. Like I've lived a lot of my life going, I wonder which path I wonder where to go. And I've spoken to Dave again plenty of times going, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's just like, which way do I go? Which way do I go? And just probably in the last few, like I've known in snippets at times, but just probably over the last few months, things have become so crystal clear as to my purpose. One of my purposes is to be a father to this family. Like hanging around Finney just switched something on in my heart. And I thought, I've got to stop being one of the lads running around with everybody trying to keep up and actually become papa. And there's others here that God is calling you to rise up and be a father or a mother in this family. Because this is a fatherless and motherless generation. If we father and mother our sons and daughters well, they will become world changers. That's the difference between just being a somebody that follows Jesus and being a world changer. So it goes on and says in verse 2, We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection 
He is this example. Sons and daughters, learn to fix your gaze on Jesus. This will change you. It's what's kept me sane through a lot of stuff. It's like... When I was first saved, I got taught you get a list, you pray that list, and every, every day it's just this duty that you have, and I was just so bored stiff, and I could see God just like, just tell me when the time's up, I'll come back into the room. And then God just taught me how to pray continually. The Bible says, you know, pray continually. And he's in my office, he's in my car, he's everywhere. I do business with him, I talk to him, I consult him throughout the whole day. I don't think there's a time that I'm not talking to him. And it becomes easy because it's like you see him as your best friend and he leads you to green pastures. He leads you beside still waters. He anoints your head with oil. His goodness and his mercy pursues you everywhere you go. God is so amazing. So this is the example. Because his heart was filled with the joy of knowing that you will be his. That's the why that put Jesus on that cross. Remember he said, God, if, you know, if, if there's any way around this, take, take this cup from me. But then he got that glimpse because his heart was filled with the joy of knowing that we would be his. That was his motivation. We need to have a motivation to step forward. Jesus is our motivation. The people he died for, that's our motivation. That's what gives us the why. That's why we do what we do. That's why Tully leads us in incredible worship and raises up an incredible worship team. That's why Dave and Ruth have given everything up to be up here. That's why Lou and I have given everything up to be up here. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humility, its humiliation, and now sits exalted on the right hand of the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their, their own soul so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures, forgetting your destiny. I'll read that again. This is important. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense op opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures, forgetting your destiny. Don't cave in under life's pressures and forget your destiny. Please. God has such an incredible plan. I love one of the things that um, Chris Fallon says. He says, we have one purpose, but thousands of plans. If we stuff one up, another one will come. So never think because you've blown it that your purpose is finished. Your purpose is only beginning. There are many, many, many ways. If something fails in our lives, that doesn't mean that we've failed our purpose. It just means that road's closed. Find another one. God is so good. He's left, he's left us space to fail and then still win. It's awesome. 
And as we grow, we're going to make mistakes with this church. But know that God has a purpose for this family. And if one plan fails, it doesn't mean the purpose is negated. It just means we just got to go find another path. And we are having Christ formed in us. That means, yes, we have the full nature of Jesus, but Christ is still being formed in us. We're still understanding and unpacking the reality of who we really are. That's awesome. It's like I used to think, you know, well, how can you be having the nature of God and still be doing stuff wrong? It's like, because I'm being formed in you. So the more you look in the mirror of the word, which shows you who you actually are, the more you become formed in your revelation like who he is. So what's this mean just in, in my little, little notes I've put down here? All heaven is behind us. That, that last scripture from um, Hebrews. All heaven is behind us. We know our track and the why. We've got to get over ourselves. We've got to run unencumbered and we've got to be aware that we pay the price to win just because, because Jesus has already shown us an example of that. So what's a father look like? <clears throat> Basically, what, what I was saying before, like I love running with everyone. I, I've, I've got a youthful spirit. I just still look at myself like I'm 20 years old. I still do crazy things. I don't, don't want to ever stop. But um, God has just challenged me. He said, I want you to step into what I've got for you next. It's okay. And it's okay to get older, and it's okay to get wiser, and it's okay to do different things differently and step into new things because it just blesses the family more. So what's the job of a parent? The parents aren't peers, and they're not just mates. They lay down their lives for their children, empowering them and making them all they can be and making the hard calls when required. The job is to, above all, love unconditionally, create family culture, protect, provide, and raise up adults that will, be, that will grow beyond their own capacity, building off each other's shoulders generationally. And we need to see that because we're all going to grow old over time, and you guys will become mothers and fathers of the next generation. So prepare yourself in that, in that sense as you're becoming church group leaders, you're becoming mums and dads of the sons and daughters. You're becoming spiritual parents. And I believe God is raising up mothers and fathers in this community. We're called to live a consistent life in Christ in intimacy with Jesus. And that's always an adventure when it's intimacy with Jesus. If it's a, relation, if it's a duty thing, it's dead boring. So one of the things I want to share, which is close to my heart, which is why I am the way I am, why I've lived 35 years with Jesus, and I've had, Lou and I have ministered overseas, we've done a lot of stuff, we've seen a lot of stuff, we've been on the pastoral team with Phil Pringle, we've, we've been around for a while, and we've seen a lot of really gifted people blow out and never come back. And often I'll go, why, why did you let me still stand? And he keeps reminding me of something that I did back in 1986. This is an original 
covenant I made with Jesus. I'd sort of I'd heard about covenants through um, making covenants through um, Kenneth Copeland, and so I thought I'll do one of those. And I was 21, and it's got here Tuesday the 27th of the 5th. 1986, 9.12am. That's really precise. <laughs> that was back in my relig- semi-religious days. But I had a heart for God. You should have seen, I had a typed out prayer list. And for each day, it was just like praying down these things. And it was like, man, God must have been bored because I was. And when I went on holidays, I was so condemned because I put the list down to have a holiday that the devil would have a field day. <laughs> if you create a law... It means you're going to break it. It just gives the opportunity for sin to come in. It's just crazy. So I wrote here, God will never let me fall away from him or stop hearing his voice or seeing him. I will be his faithful servant forever. Amen. Signed my signature, sealed by the Holy Spirit and covered by the blood of Jesus. In Kenneth Copeland style. Don't underestimate what you do with the Father in in secret because it will hold you through the storms of life. There's an awesome scripture, I think, in in Psalms that talks about a thousand will fall to the right, ten thousand to the left, but none will harm my tent. And I've had the thousand on my right, the ten thousand on my left, and my tents remain standing. And I walk humbly every day that I'm still standing, loving Jesus, that I haven't chosen to fall because I've made a non-negotiable agreement with the Father and with Jesus that I will not. And I give him complete and utter permission to ruin my life, to invade my life, to do whatever it takes to keep me straight with him. I'm all in. I've been all in forever. I've been all in since 1983. I've had some journeys... Praise God for Dave and Ruth and the revelation they bring. Praise God for Esther that connected us with these guys and that we're now family with you guys. You guys are the people that God handpicked Lou and I to, to church plant with with Dave and Ruth. He saw that a long time ago before they were even... You guys are probably still in school in, 19, in 2005, weren't you? Were you? What were you doing? You were 11. There you go. And here we are serving under these guys when God said to me when he was in year 11... These aren't the guys you're going to be planting the church with and taking this city with. It's incredible, isn't it? God, if we walk close to the Father and we, are, and we commit with, to Him to, to hear His voice, man, our life's set, even though it looks like it's not sometimes. There's heaps more stuff that I'd, I'd love to share, but I think we're running out of time soon. So I just want to, in conclusion, just wrap this up. We live from loved. We live not alone. We have a future and a hope. We have excellent examples to follow in this house. Man, I've, I've enjoyed journeying with Anna for, for 13 years. I love you too. She is, just the, the stories that she says, she says, is just have often challenged me to go further. Like when she'd say that, you know, God would sing over her and stuff. And go, That's not fair, Lord. <laughs> I've been close for you, to, to you for longer than Anna. It's like, 
why don't you sing over me? So he started singing over me. And now I've got a playlist of anthems that God sings over me, of about 30-odd songs. I'm catching up. <laughs> but it's as iron sharpens iron, we are here to sharpen each other, see each other through the eyes of Jesus. As what Dave says and what Mark says, rub our eyes and see again. Because each one of us carry the gold of God. We really do. We have excellent examples to follow, as I said. We have choices to make that shape our life and influence the world around us. They can only be made by us. And tonight, I want to challenge you to start making some choices that are non-negotiable. Start reading Paul's letters even the hard stuff because it's actually funny when you read it through the spirit and the lens of love it's like yeah I've stuffed up with that but thank God I've got grace to, to live in that place and overcome that and be better and be what Paul's drawing these people out to be and the last thing never give up ever ever doesn't matter how bad and crappy it all gets never give up because God is good all the time and he will come through with every promise he's promised you I've been tested a lot lately but every single time God has come through and he's shown himself better every time the devil steals you know we can claim seven times as much so he's an idiot if he keeps trying because we're only going to get more blessed and we're only going to have a greater testimony and only more people are going to come to know Jesus and know that he's just nothing so let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you that today something that you've spoken through me is piercing the hearts of every single one of your sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters and my sons and daughters in this family. I thank you that your heart, your spirit of faith has been conveyed and imparted tonight. Jesus, we never want to hear the word and walk away and forget. We want to hear the word, receive it, and be changed, and change nations because of it. Have your way, God. We are all in as a family. Blow our minds. Blow our hearts. We love you, Jesus. Amen.